that I was going to marry the Sprouse brothers, Dylan Sprouse specifically. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's Zach of Zach and Cody. Yeah. Um, and I just was in love. I don't know. They were my first, like, they were my true loves. All right, guys, welcome to Building Friendships. I am your host, John Sosis. We're here again, dumbest name ever. I'm very excited about today's guest. We are, I would say, new friends. We met a few weeks ago. Um, she's hilarious. She's a comic. She's a podcaster. Uh, the one and only Chase O'Donnell. Hi. Thanks welcome. for having me. Thanks You're for doing also this. so funny and a podcaster. I mean, I guess this is. I saw this your set. Podcast. Yeah, I just remembered you were there for my and final it was set. So funny Thank and you. i can't believe I it was your it. final set yeah i appreciate that no i i i was actually honestly terrified that you were there oh i know isn't that scary i hate it's when i know people in the audience that but like i knew there were going to be staff members that came upstairs to watch it i knew katie was going to be there i knew there were going to be people there that watched it but when i meet new people and like they don't have they've never seen stand-up sources i know i I realized when I told Josh and you, I was like, I'll be in the audience. Then I was like, that's uh, not what you tell. God, I mean, don't want to the hear way that. you said it was exciting. <laughs> but then the because, but I hope, what I hope you know is that I'm the least judgmental person and I get it. Yeah, oh, of course, because you're a stand But you're also so funny. Thank you, I appreciate so, that. Yeah, you're so but, funny. That's, but that's why always you're here. so scary to be like, oh, yeah. God, I have to impress someone that hasn't seen me do stand up enough. Well, I also, it's a Josh, nightmare. Josh is a great comic, and like, he. He was nervous. He was nervous, I think, because he was doing old jokes and he didn't bring any books with him. But also, you know that he's a good comic. So for him, it's like, if I eat shit now, Chase understands sometimes you eat shit. She's seen me crush before. Right. For me, this was the first and last time anyone was going to ever <laughs> see me do stand-up. So it's like, oh, if I eat pressure. shit... If I eat shit, that's the last memory they're going to have of me as a comic. I get it. That, that, was, freaky. that was freaking me when out When I bit. do any stand-up show... I'm less concerned about the audience and more about what are the comics thinking of me. I, that's interesting. That's what I care more about because I know, like, you want you want to do well for the comics. But the, the downside of that, and we'll get more into this okay. in a little bit, but the downside of that is you also don't want to be a comics comic. You don't? Oh, my God. Which the open micers that just make the open micers laugh. It's mind-blowing. Oh, my God. I'll sit... Just inside <laughs> we'll, jokes we'll with the open micers. Second. Okay. What sets are we doing today? So, I heard you're a Disney fan. You heard correct. Now, I, I'm a Disney Channel 2004 to 2006 fan, not necessarily okay. Disney, but I, I appreciate Disney, and I didn't want to go. go into too much detail. So we got you the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got the Disney Castle for you. I'm so excited. Um, I will be starting Disney. I guess it's a Disney episode. I'm going to be starting some of the villain set, which is kind of cool. It's got Ooh. a book, it's got a VHS tape, it's got a clock, so very exciting stuff. And this is the, um, is this Cinderella's castle? Or is it like the castle that's at Disneyland? I think it's the castle at Walt Disney World. I think that's Cinderella. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that, so okay. good on you. Okay, so I am a Disney fan. Oh, um, bro I, and I, I want to make it clear, I've never built a Lego set. You've never done Lego before? No. Like, not even as a kid? Maybe when I've been babysitting, I've helped okay, the kids. Well, that doesn't make me feel good. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I've never done Where it Where are you from originally? 
I'm from here. Well, I'm oh, from like are? Agora. Do you know okay. where that is? I don't, but I, that's that sounds like here. Um, it's from like, let's see, Calabasas, where the Kardashians are from. Okay. It's right next to that. All right, so yeah. you're, you're, you're from that world. I'm from that world. It's, it's interesting meeting people that are from here versus people that are transplants here. The ones that are from here are so much nicer. Oh, oh, I agree. I well, where are you from? I'm from New York. So I'm <laughs> okay, not, I don't okay. have that reputation to begin <laughs> with. Well, okay, being from here, I always was annoyed growing up with the people that like move here to become famous. Got it's it. a very specific type of person, just the stereotype. Yeah. Not that um, they all are. That's just the stereotype. And um, I've met some amazing people. Most of my friends in comedy are not from here. But all my friends that are from LA are just, they don't fit that LA stereotype that you like think yeah. of, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Very nice people from here. How long have you been doing stand-up for? Um, I started in 2014. Okay. Which, so what's that? Is that nine years? It's about nine years. I'm not good at math, but yeah. Um, my, my first stand-up set, I started then, and then like, I slowly did it. Like, I, I was always doing it, but not like every night yeah that's how i was also and it got me nowhere <laughs> i was like i was actually in new york and um i lived there for a few years so we traded a little bit and um i was doing more like musical theater and um i was like writing comedy but doing it as like an off-broadway more like oh nice comedy show instead of stand-up so that was what I was doing for a lot of it. Was that was that always your goal? Comedy? Uh, off broad like uh, like writing. Um, yeah, Broadway. the the theater program that I studied at in college was like we graduated very much like they taught us. Like we we left college with a one person show and all okay. the like um, training was all about creating your own work. So I wanted to be an actor and do comedy acting, but I had this tool of like creating my own comedy from school that um, I just like, I knew I wanted to create comedy myself on top of it while I was auditioning and yeah. got nowhere. So yeah. And I you think, kind of have that skill that a lot of people coming to stand up without. Yeah, I, I had like, um, a lot of training under my belt with like acting, dancing, just stage time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And well, that, was right. my, that was my issue. I didn't like being, I didn't like performing in front of people. I liked writing comedy, but at the, at that time, that was the only way to be seen as a writer. It was yeah. Like, that's what, that's the thing. It was like, oh, the, it feels like the only way to get noticed or seen is like by just doing it yourself and getting up on stage. Yeah. And that, that, it was brutal. Like those mics, we were just talking about it. There were so many comics in New York. Mostly, I would say, they were in the quote-unquote alt scene that did comedy for the other people at the mic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what I didn't like. Or that's what I still don't like. When, But when I was doing a lot of open mics and was like newer to it and didn't know the people, 
Yeah. It felt like I was an outsider and like you're not in the cool group and it's all about making the open micers laugh. And it's like, oh, that seems like an inside joke that I know nothing about. Yeah. When did you realize you were funny? Um, I grew up, so I grew up dancing and um, the at dance competitions, like that's a huge like performing type thing. <laughs> Were you doing stand up at dance well, competitions? Well, <laughs> I was making the numbers funny. If I had a solo, <laughs> oh, was I like making them laugh. So I knew pretty young. You have a comedy special out. Yeah. It happened very like, um, like organically, which is very cool. I was just like doing a show in Cincinnati and someone in the audience, his name was Chase and had my birthday. And I called him up on stage and we like formed a friendship. And it turns out he's a comedy producer. <laughs> and he asked if he could produce my special. That's how it works in the industry, guys. Every single time. It, you know how they say it's who you know? Yeah. That's what I found out. It's, <laughs> That's how it's you like, found out? Well, it's, just... it's just like who you know. It's like... It's a weird thing. It's like... Yeah, that, that's we why, just became friends. We started just Zooming. That's why it's always fascinated me that you can be, not you specifically, but people can be new to, new to comedy and still be pieces of shit to people. Yeah. I met so many garbage people in New York oh, that were doing so, stand-up. They're, so they're so scary, aren't they? Not scary. It's oh, my, it, I get scared of do them. Do you? Yeah. I, I mean, it's, New York's New York, but... New York was really scary. Was it? Well, oh, my worst <laughs> bombs are from New York when I was just turning out. And I would cry, 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 cry. But doesn't that also like sort of give you that safety net of, oh, I've, I've eaten shit. Like when you eat shit now, you're like, oh, no, now I know what I, eating shit now is. Now I don't cry. Yeah. yeah. Now I still eat shit, but now I don't like well, have, eat shit. I don't have meltdowns like I used to. <laughs> <laughs> it used to ruin my whole month. Would it? Oh my God. That's, that's, I guess that's also to what you said before, that's also a consequence of not getting up a lot because like, I forgot who I was talking about, but the difference between an actor having a terrible movie opening and a comic bombing is the actor now has to wait for their next film to feel that form, that, that, that type of redemption where if they're film bombs, they're gonna feel like shit until their next success. Wow, I have a completely different look really? at it. I feel like actors are so lucky in the sense that, but I guess I haven't thought of it if they're movie bombed, but like they can have one good performance and everyone will remember that performance yeah. and it's taped and it's like set in stone. Whereas comedians can have one good performance and it's like, okay, well, you better do just as good tomorrow. Like, you have to continue to prove yourself as actors just... Yeah. They can do as many takes as they want. They get the take. And then they... That's it. Now they're amazing. Well, that that's the... That's the struggle of being on top. The only way to go is down. Where if, yeah. you, if you eat a plate of shit, you can redeem yourself a half hour later at the next spot you're doing down the block. Where I, and that depends on That's if, if a person is able to let go of the, the bomb and not focus on the bad set they had after they had a good one.
But like I, I, I think about it for The Rock. Like The Rock just had hit after hit after hit. Yeah. Then he did Black Adam. That's all I think about now. I've never seen it or heard of it. I mean, you never heard of Black Adam? No. Oh, no. No, I haven't. It's about a black guy named Adam. Is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be a terrible movie name. Uh, it's a superhero movie that typically the superhero movies do well. This one went terribly. It was like at the end of the pandemic and not a lot of people were still going to the movies. Um, but What did you think of the Barbie movie? I, I fell asleep the first time. I loved it the second time. Oh, you've it, seen it twice. I've seen it three times. Oh. I, I liked it again the third time. So oh, I really? It yeah, what do you think? Okay, well, I have my thoughts because Ooh, let's hear it. I feel like I'm target audience for Barbie. I was so excited. Now, I thought that, um, the, okay, I was disappointed in, in when Barbie goes to the real world because I felt like <sighs> it was... It was so good and then she goes to the real world and it wasn't a real world. It was like a fake real world that they were like accepting of Barbie being there and it would have been so much fun. What do you mean? Fun. Mattel was like, oh, another oh, they... Barbie got out. Oh, okay. we just have to go through this realm to get back, you know. It, would, it, it should have been, in my opinion, like in Elf, when Elf goes to the real world and they're like, what the heck? And there's so much more comedy in it, I think. But who am I? I'm not uh, Greta Gerwig. Yeah, I think that I think that for what they were trying to do, it was that. I think that's why I liked it the second time. I'm with you when I saw it the first time, despite falling asleep. Mm -hmm. I was <laughs> definitely nervous about. Uh, I didn't know what the movie was about. Yeah, I didn't either because I tr I purposely tried not to watch previews because I wanted to be surprised. Yeah, I had no clue what the actual movie was going to be about. Then I watched it and I was like, what did I just watch? <laughs> because nothing made sense. Barbie is normal size in human world and humans are Barbie size in Barbie land. Bingo. Yeah, science just Correct. doesn't exist there. Yes. The second time when I went into it and I accepted that science isn't a thing, okay, you when enjoy you accept, it a lot better. I mean, I cried at the ending. I thought it was beautiful. I just... I just wanted it to be grounded in reality a little no, bit. No, I, 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 I wanted Barbie to be grounded in reality. I honestly <laughs> thought that's what it was going to be, and I'm, I'm, I get that. I think I liked it because I liked the stupidity of it, and I started to appreciate the stupidity uh -huh. of it. I, and I think the acting was great. I thought Ryan Gosling. He should be getting an Oscar for that. He should be. I agree. From the, till the day I die, I will say he deserves an Oscar he for that, for whatever that was. So good. Well, you know, my grandma's name is Barbara. Okay. But we call her Barbie. Okay. So this is her month, because, or I guess last <laughs> month was, because Barbie came out, and then also she was in New Mexico at dance camp. She was like 11, and the atomic bomb trinity happened where they were testing it, and obviously no one knew what was going on, and yeah. her and all of her campmates went outside and they were like, oh my God, it's snowing in the middle of summer. And it was all the ash. And the girls, there's pictures of them in the lake. They're like putting the ash on their face, but they think it's snow. Oh no. Every one of my grandma's camp friends passed away before they were 20. My grandma's the only survivor. And she's had so many health issues. It's been such an ordeal. So anyways... I mean, I it's basically the same thing people are dealing with from 
Yeah, yeah. So she's um, she's been fighting for like the government to give her like compensation yeah. for every and even the families that like lost people. Um, so these two movies, Barbie and Oppenheimer, were her her movies. Jesus, what a month! Isn't that crazy? What a weekend! That all came out on one weekend. I know. Um, okay, so movies aside, you said that you're. Wh what are you a fan of? What Disney Channel stuff are you a fan of? Oh, okay. Very specific. Okay. Yeah, I figured because I thought it was just general Disney. I didn't no. know it was Disney Channel. Let's no, hear it. I'm not like one, a, a Disney adult. You know the like. No, I, those are those Disney people. No, that, those people are shameful. Yeah, um, love them. I have Disney adult friends, but right. anyways, um, <laughs> I was a huge fan of Disney Channel when um, Lizzie McGuire, even Stevens, of okay. course. But when Sweet Life of Zack and Cody came out in 06. And really? You don't remember. And I, <laughs> I remember. I, 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 I'm trying to aid you in my head. I feel I like was you were too old. I was too <laughs> okay, old. Okay, that's what I was getting at. I was in, I was like eighth grade. And uh, <laughs> Hannah Montana, Wizards of Waverly Place, okay. the Jonas Brothers, High School Musical. When I say obsessed, they were they were on my wall, all of them, and I like, I like my life was dedicated to. Um, what was it about that? Like, well, I, I was gonna I was gonna marry the Sprouse brothers, Dylan Sprouse specifically. Yeah, I don't, I... Um, that's Zach of Zach and Cody. Yeah, um, and I just was in love. I don't know. They were my first like. They were my true loves. I was obsessed. And I was too old when I say that I grew up in um, Agora and the kids were not watching Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. They were watching The Simple Life, coke. The OC. The, yeah, they were partying. And my role models were Dylan and Cole Sprouse. I mean, was it because you liked the, the actors or did you genuinely think the shows were good? To this day. I quote it's the sweet life of Zach and Cody. People don't know I'm quoting it. Oh my Their God. writing was so good. I <laughs> I think it was one of the best shows ever made. And then I I like that's why I got into acting. Cause I wanted to be Zach's love interest on the sweet life of Zach and Cody. And that's why I'm a stand-up today. Because clearly I didn't make it on Disney Channel, but I'm still going for it for some oh reason. Oh my god. <laughs> You said the best show ever made. Best show ever made. Um. I'm not even exaggerating. I learned so many life lessons. I'll I have inside jokes with myself because of it, and I'll like, I'll like, be like, oh, this is just like season two, episode four, where. <laughs> Zach is, you know, they're getting ready for the talent show and Zach just wants to get the outfit right and Cody's like, no, we got to practice. You know, like, I have a lot of lessons I learned from them. Okay, I can't shit on it too hard because <laughs> that was Saved by the Bell for me. Oh, I love to Saved by the I Bell. I don't do drugs because of that episode. Oh my God, where she took all the pills. No, not even that one. No? The one where they, where they have the guy, <laughs> the don't smoking ad that they're going to be in. Oh. And Jeff, I think his name is Jeff, the guy in the commercial, the celebrity that they bring in for the commercial. They catch him smoking <gasps> and they lost all respect for him. And I thought, oh my God, if I'm caught smoking, people won't respect me. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Shows affect you. Especially at that age. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's well, so I don't funny. know how old you were for that one. For Saved for by the Bell? Saved by the Bell. I mean, I was definitely much younger. I was, I guess it came out early 90s, so I was seven, eight, nine, around that time, around that oh, age. Oh, yeah, you were much younger. Yeah, I mean, you I was. You weren't in high school. I was not in high school. Okay. I was, uh, okay. yeah, I was definitely not in high school. But I was in, I, I, we're probably close to the same age. I was definitely around high school times <laughs> when Zach and Cody were on. And I and never so thought, you knew hey, about it. Oh, yeah, I know all the Disney Channel shows. I had a younger sister. Uh, Lizzie McGuire was great. I thought Lizzie McGuire, Lizzie McGuire was great. Was ahead of its time. In it terms was. Of like it was. The cartoon. Like, if I had a. She was I, a meme. Yeah. The first meme. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's. Uh, Lizzie McGuire, I did, I did enjoy. Wizards of Waverly Place, mm -hmm. I just, Selena. I, I was too old for that, but I can understand, it was during the Harry Potter time, uh -huh. I, I can understand why people were like, Wizards, I'm in. Yeah. Um, what else? Zach and Cody. Zach and Cody, I, Hannah Montana. So Hannah Montana was okay, That's So Raven, eh. Phil of the Future. Phil of the Future, I remember. Uh, even Stevens, I remember. Yeah, of course. I was a big D Disney Channel movie person. Oh, me too. Those we had, were just talking about this. Yeah, those yeah. those had some solid uh, films. Motocrossed? I don't remember okay, specifically. Okay, well, that ones. was one of the best. <laughs> yeah, I no, it's, it, I, I get why people were into those shows. I just, I don't think I was... Uh, able to sit through most of them <laughs> and then as an adult it's ironic because i could watch every hallmark movie on the planet could you oh yeah i could tell you the actors i can tell you the really? names of them a very merry mix-up what a fine <laughs> a fine probably the finest film of all time if a I very merry mix-up yeah so it's about um it's about a girl who's going to see her boyfriend william uh mitchum Okay. <laughs> she's going to her she's so going weird. to her big financial boyfriend, William Mitchum's family. Yep. yep. She gets into a car accident in the hospital, she meets Billy Mitchum's brother. So she's like, Oh my god, you must be William's brother. Let's mm. go back to your family. And she goes to the house and she falls in love with the family and she falls in love with this guy she ran into at the hospital, Billy Mitchum's brother. There are two Billy Mitchums in the same town. Now, I know what you're thinking. Mitchum's a very common last name. Mm -hmm. This is very possible. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, it, listen, shenanigans happen. Christmas mm. is almost ruined. Oh, my God. She runs into Santa Claus. Didn't know it was Santa, but he was Santa. You're kidding me. He fixed things up. Of course. There's always the Santa. Yeah. So, let me just say, if you're watching, if you're looking for a good Christmas movie, a very merry mix-up. I am. What a mix-up it was. I am looking for a good <laughs> Christmas movie. Okay. A very, yeah. What a mix-up it was. Yeah. Very merry mix-up. You know, I'm writing a Hallmark Christmas movie. I, I... Did you know? I did. You did? No, I wrote one. Oh, you did? Yeah, you're writing one also? Are you yeah. Really, are you really? I've been writing it for two years. Okay. <laughs> it's a parody musical. Oh, no. You're just going to be good then. Oh. We did exactly what, what we were expected <laughs> to do. We had to make ourselves laugh. So there's a scene where the, the main character is just walking down the Christmas town with an axe in her hand and everyone's terrified. <laughs> like we, we tried to make it funny and we know that that's not what those things are for. Yeah. But. Hey, I, I'm, it's so, that is so cool that you can say you did that. But also me. it's kind of uh, embarrassing that that's how much I like Hallmark movies. No, that's so cool. <laughs> 
Okay. I like that. Now I feel like you're mocking me. No, no. My sincerity comes off as sarcasm because oh, got I'm so it. sincere. Um, I, I get called out for that a lot, but I'm a very sincere person. <laughs> also, I just need to take a second because I'm you're doing crushing it. I'm doing exactly what it says, but the sizes that they've provided me are wrong. So when did you move back here from uh, New York? Um, twenty eighteen. And you just jumped right into stand-up? Um, I got back and I was kind of done with comedy and the business. The and business. I had a little bit of a depressive phase in New York. Okay. Um, it was just like really tough and I was exhausted and I was like, I'm going to come back to... But I also was in New York not just doing stand-up, I was doing a, a comedy show and I was doing like auditioning and yeah. I was I had my foot in a million different doors and I was just so wiped out. So when I came back to LA, I was like, I just want to work on a comedy show. I want to work behind the scenes and I'll do stand up. Like that's it. Okay. So I did that. I got a job on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Very cool. And it was not easy. I was applying for like PA jobs for nine months and I never thought I would be a, a real PA and I did it. Um, and then and then I was doing stand-up at night, but like PA jobs, that is not the job to have while you're being a stand-up because you get off work at like 11 p.m. You start at 5 a.m. And so, yeah, I was just, I was, I was exhausted again, but I was just like, that's when I really got into like open mics all the time. Yeah. Was when I moved back to LA. So yeah, that's what I was doing. And did you, did you, um, did you find it easier having been in New York to get back into stand-up now or did that, did you kind of feel like you had to start from scratch? No, no. Um, I definitely felt like I knew what I was doing and I, I was the, the show I was doing in New York was this like monthly stand-up show that I had this in with because it was with the improv group that I was part of. Yeah. And they had a stand-up show. And every month, um, I didn't know that you could do like the same material every show. I thought... You had to do new stuff? Yeah. So... Luckily, it actually That's helped amazing me. for you. Every month I had a new five minutes. So when I first started stand-up, I was very affluent with my writing in New York. So yeah. when I came back here, I had a ton of material just, just awesome. from that, just from not knowing. And then eventually one show in New York, a comic came up to me and was like, you know, you don't have to do new material because <laughs> I would bomb all the time because it was always new. And... <laughs> She was like, you know, you can do the stuff that works. And I was like, really? You had no clue that no, like... I thought you did new stuff every show. I had no idea. Somebody hilarious. had to tell me. That's, so like that's one of the things I hated about stand-up, that you had to repeat the jokes over and over. And, like to you, it's like, oh, this is so hacky. I'm doing the same thing over and over. But to the audience, they've never seen this before. Right, and it's, right. To them, it's like some kind of genius thing yeah, that you're doing. Yeah, they, they think you're just and coming And you're showing up, up with, with a new five minutes, ten minutes every single time. Yeah. <laughs> every time. 
I mean, so, it, it makes sense that you were bombing a bunch and depressed about oh, it. Oh, yeah, I was bombing all oh, the time. Jesus. And then, like, you know, obviously some would work, yeah. but, but <laughs> um, not enough for me Well, to also, be you like, don't even have time, because you're doing that, you don't have time to test out the other material. You've done it once and you've given up on it because you thought you need new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when I, when I, like, was doing the road yeah. and needed like 30 minutes. That's when I went back. I was like, oh, I have so much material that I can pull from and try again and do stuff. So my advice for any aspiring stand-up is write a new five minutes every month. I mean, that really that, gets the ball going. You're also not, not suggesting the world. Like for someone to not write five minutes every month is crazy to me. Yeah. It's it's wild that there are people that just don't can't can't come up with five minutes across thirty days of the month. I know, but it's so hard. It, it's hard, but <laughs> but I would use not write five minutes that you're gonna keep. Right, just, just write, write five, five minutes. Like test a five new five minutes every month. It, it is hard. I'm not downplaying that at all. That's so true. But like, you don't have to keep any of it. But you should be testing out at least five new minutes every month because. That's so true. I was going to say something and I forgot because I got focused on the... On the, on the Lego? On the Lego. It happens. <laughs> it happens to the best of It us. was going to be good, too. It was, a, it was a profound thought. What's the worst advice you've ever been given as a, as a comic or performer? Um, I, I, I was told that like you had to make it by the time you were 25. What? <laughs> And let me tell you, I've never cried harder on my 25th birthday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that because, was it someone who was... It was a manager. Female or male? Female. And I was 23 when she told me, and Ooh. she was comparing, she was like, you know, that new Daisy whatever in Star Wars. Yeah. She was 23, and she was like, you're running out of time. What? And I just, I mean, the age thing really got me for a while. That's insane. And I still have to get over it. Like, I, I'm way past 25, and I'm, I still have that block of like, oh, well, it's too late for me. So that's bad advice. It's not too late for you. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I guess I, I can't say what I was about to say, but... What? Yes, you can. I, I mean, I was going to say... I mean, I guess I can say it, and you'll understand what... I was going to list three people who blew up in their 40s, but they're all dudes. And it's such a different industry for dudes. Very true. Yeah. So it's I was like, well, let's look. Th these people all blew up in their 40s. And I'm like, oh, yeah. they all have dicks. It's, yep. it's like women, society wants them young and pretty. It's, it's also the thing, the other thing with women is the redemption is not there. Like, I don't think... Maybe I'm wrong, but I can't think of a female actor who went through what Robert Downey Jr. went through and had a comeback. Right, That's right. That's the other thing. Like, the redemption for a dude is so much uh, more likely than redemption for a female. Like, she would have been cast out immediately. Yeah. The second she has a drug problem goes away. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sure there are people that have had drug problems that we don't know about. I mean, but Robert Downey Jr.'s was so public. Yeah, he is so inspirational. I listen to his talks sometimes. I think he's, I think he's great, and, and like, I, he's one of those people you, you're happy for that he bounced back and it didn't get worse. And 
Yeah. But I also, yeah, I think about the fact that that could only happen with a dude. Yeah. I mean, if not, you that, not, not that only it, a dude could bounce back, the industry would only allow a dude to bounce back right. the way they did with him. I mean, they let Lindsay Lohan do her little Netflix Christmas movie. <laughs> and. Um, but even Lindsay Lohan, like, she's never had the actual. She, she was allowed to do that. That was just hype because it was a Christmas movie and it was honestly kind of mocked more than celebrated. I, I know. Think. It did get to number one, but yeah, probably yeah. because it was mocked. I guess she could be an exception. Um, but she also was famous at eight. Yeah. <laughs> that that was a movie I grew up on. That yes. it, it takes two. <gasps> Loved those. Yeah, it takes two was like a Mary classic. Kate and Ashley were two of my favorites. Yeah, having it growing up with a sister two years younger, there were a lot of Ugh, Mary Kate and Ashley. They're yeah. films. Brother for sale. I mean the the music videos. Jesus. So iconic. All right, we're winding down. We Let's are? Get, yeah. Oh, oh my God, God, you're not done yet? Oh, my God. All right. Uh, this is fun. Well, thanks for doing Th it. This is good for, like, anxiety. It really is. People don't realize that until they try it. It's really good at just clearing the brain. Wow, like, I'm focused and having fun. Uh, last question. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Whoa. That's she it. just got real. Wow. Um, I would... Okay. For real, for real? For real, for real. I would say that my... Um, my mind, I would switch to be more confident. And I would want to be someone that, like, walks into a room and has that, like... Oh, I'm meant yeah. to be here. I'm worthy to be here. And I know it's just a switch, and I've been really, really working on it, but that's what I would love to be different is the self-confidence and the knowing that, like, we're all worthy. Every human is worthy to be where they are. Oh, I think that's a really good one. I think there are too many people that part of the reason they'll fail at something is they don't think that they should be doing the thing that they're doing or that they're not worthy of it. And it, it's, I, I put that in the column of self-sabotage. Can I ask you a question really fast? Yeah. Because when I saw your stand-up, you said you got sick. Yeah. Did that change your mindset on life? Um, yes. So there were a few things that that, first of all, that's how I got into Lego, fun fact. Really? I, did, I wanted to get off the painkillers they gave me, and I just built a Lego movie theater set. And I was like, oh, this is really calming. And I didn't even think about the fact that I had a ga gaping hole in my stomach. Wow. Um, yeah. When So I think the one thing that that taught me, which has not changed, is there are certain things that will always be out of my control. Okay. And I can't do, I, I can't make myself even more sick about it. So like, I couldn't control the fact that I was sick. Mm -hmm. I, that was, there was nothing I could, I've tried, I tried medication, I tried everything. There was nothing I could do to fix that problem. Mm -hmm. And it just got me in the mindset of, no, you can't. That's why when I watch Gary V's videos and he's like, yeah, if you want to have eight arms, you could have eight arms. It's like, no, Gary, what are you talking about? Oh. There are some things that you just can't do. Yeah. Like, don't. Gary. He, he sits online and he tells everybody they can do everything. Just put your mind to it. I'm like, no, I put my mind to it. I couldn't grow my intestine. I couldn't heal my large intestine. Right. So, like, that just got <laughs> me in the mindset of there will always be things out of my control. And I know this is cliche. All I can do is control how I react to it. 
if I'm a dick to a person because I'm dealing with something that's shitty that's out of their control, out of my control. That's That snapped in my brain and I was like, okay, this is how I have to go. Mm-hmm. Because especially in this industry, if you start to think that you have control of everything, anytime you don't get something, it becomes your fault. Yeah. It's like, no. Oh, I love that. It's like, no, they... You yeah. can't control that you have blonde hair. If you mm. go into an audition, well, even I could. though I could you, can, you can technically, yeah. I guess that's true. Okay. You can't control that you're white. You change that, you're in trouble. Uh, yeah. yeah. There we go. There yeah, go. there we go. Okay. So if they, if they, because that's happened to my friends, they've, they've been asked to audition for something and they were told, listen, they're giving it to this girl for whatever reason. And the person, my friend is uh, Turkish and they wanted to give it to the girl who gave Lindsay, uh, Selena Gomez, her kidney. Yes, I the, know her. So, yeah, so it was like... Of her. Yeah, so it, it was like, there was nothing you can do to to, to get that role if this right. is who they were giving it to. Right. It's like, you can't be bummed out about it. You didn't give your kidney to anybody. You have both kidneys. What so you, do? you learned that there's just certain things you can't be in control of and just like, just to be grateful for what you have. Have. Yeah, you can be annoyed, but you have you can't put it on yourself. You can't like you can't say I could have done anything to make this better, mm-hmm. so I should hold myself accountable for whatever the situation is. Mm-hmm. For me, it's more of like there was nothing I could do to make this better. All I can do with, is deal with the situation as it is, the way that I can deal with it. It's like just out of my control. And what a metaphor for life. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's it. I think I was such a negative person when, when I was sick and when it happened to me mm-hmm. that after I got the surgery, I was like, okay, we're, we're going to change some shit. Yeah. I'm 28. I still live at home because I've been sick in my 20s. Yeah. I'm like, it's not my fault. What can I do now? All right. I'm going to enjoy my 30s. I'm going to fucking spend hundreds of dollars on Lego. <laughs> Because what what where's the money going when I'm dead? I mean, maybe my kids, but also they need to learn how to work. Yeah. 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 So it's like, just enjoy life. Because you, oh, you can't I love control everything. That. That's such yeah. a wonderful headspace to be in. I have, yeah. Uh, is there anything that you, like, that you find yourself dealing with that you wish you could handle better? Other than, like, just the confidence? Oh, my gosh. Everything I wish I could handle better. Really? Because um, my first impression of you is, like, <laughs> the most optimistic, put-together person. And we'll, 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 we'll also talk about your podcast really briefly. But um, when I met you, we, we were talking, you were doing Sarah's <laughs> podcast. And we were just talking briefly about one of my options, who I was going to meet and one of my options for a job. And you're like, yeah, you should go do that. As if like I could just walk in and be like, uh-huh. you know what? I'm here. I'm going to do it. And I was like, I love this girl because she <laughs> just, she was like, this is how she probably lives her life. I would have never no, thought, yeah. I... I am very optimistic to everyone except myself. I am really so mean to myself. If you heard what I told myself, it is not okay. So I would have to change that about myself. And where do you think that comes from? Is it just the industry or? Society, our culture. I don't know. I'm so mean to myself. That's crazy. You're awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, But I I need to talk to people. Talk to myself how I talk to people, to anyone. I'm very, that very make, nice. That, that makes sense. <laughs> to everyone but myself. So, And I'm sure the people that you're nice to don't deserve it as much as you. Like, they probably don't. They probably don't. Yeah, do but the narrative I yeah. have is like they do deserve it, not me. Like it's just like this, that's something I really have to switch. But I do a very good job of hiding that, I think. The fact that you didn't know. No, I, I was like, <laughs> oh, this, 
I, at first, I was like, this person's too optimistic to, for me to be friends with. And then I was like, no, she's pretty, pretty <laughs> much like she's great. Well, um, so la- you know. quickly before we end, I just want to talk about your podcast. Okay. Because that's, to me, that's crazy to do a podcast with a sibling. Oh, we're best friends. Are, but, My sister and I. Yeah. So, so did you have any second thoughts about it? Or was it just like, no, we're no, going to do I this? No, I begged her to do it with me. Did you really? I've been begging her to do a podcast with me for years and years and years. So um, she finally gave in because I was like, this is going to be good for your career, London. I was really trying to. <laughs> she trying really to, sold her. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's all about because um, London is a uh, street artist. Okay. And she's in, you know, it, yeah. it's a very different field, but very similar in the sense that we're both like in fields that there's no security and you have to like be creative and everything and make your own opportunities and so we always have bonded on um on like these talks of like how to stay creative and what we're doing and we do the artist way like every couple years so we started the podcast by doing the artist way and now we're moving on to big magic and we're just gonna it's a book by elizabeth yeah, Gilbert, yeah. and we're just like going through different um books on creativity and like holding each other accountable and doing the exercises and yeah that's amazing yeah it's, and it's really, really fun. Like helpful you, I, I listened to a few episodes but i watched the clips and the clips are like you got you can tell that you two are that friends. we're sisters yeah but you're also <laughs> that you're friendly enough that you can have certain conversations that... yeah yeah she's she's my favorite person ever you would just love her um, but yeah, we're so happy doing that podcast and yeah, if cool. you're, I'm talking to the camera now, if you're ever, uh, interested in getting unblocked and trying to write five minutes of material a month, this is the, the show to check out. Cool. That's my plug. Well, thanks Chase <laughs> for doing this. Where can people find you? Um, on Instagram, I'm Chase underscore O'Donnell and... Yeah, I pretty much post everything there or chaseodonnell.com. I kind of don't upkeep, um, but I'm there too. You're, you're from the stand-up web series age. Yeah. Everybody yeah, yeah. had a website that was like, that's when you felt like you made it. I have oh, a website with dates. I've had a website since high school. Oh, yeah. But yeah. in the beginning of your stand-up career, you have no dates. And it's like, yeah. dates. And it's just, my mind was a blank thing. And yeah. I was like, I never got to the point where I had dates. You have them now, but I but never. I don't update it. Yeah. There are dates from like April right now. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's where you can well, find Well, thank it. you for doing this, Chase. Uh, you can find me. Would you me like at... to see? Uh, oh, yeah. No, let's go you through. go. You I'm go. I'm rushing. Let's see what you're doing. This is this. Oh, my God. Identical. <laughs> I don't see it. I tell you, I don't see it one bit. Okay. But I hate, I, I don't want to be that guy, but like, I don't see anything going. Oh, okay. What do you mean? What that, do you mean that, you don't see anything? No. It, uh, Look at that. Okay. That is very close. It, it is very close. I will agree <laughs> with you on that. I got to step 18. What step are you on? I'm on step 47. Oh. So um, I got the clock, the watch done from, I guess, Alice in Wonderland, maybe? You got that done while we were talking? Yeah. I got what? this done, and then I got part of the apple, the poison apple done. You mean to tell me you got that watch done while we've just been chatting? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Was Is mine more advanced? 
Is this a harder set that I'm doing or you're just uh, really good? I mean, mine is 18 plus, yours is 12 plus, but oh, I've been doing you're... this for a while, you haven't. I mean, you didn't even I... put Mickey together, so you, you Where's Mickey? What do you mean? It does, hasn't even told me to put Mickey together. Oh, uh, usually that's page one. I'm, oh, it is. I mean, usually they do the, the people first. No, like, turn to the, turn to the next page. Okay. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I, I missed that. It's okay. I missed that. You're going to take it home. You're going to crush it. I'm going to take this home? Oh, this is yours, yeah. Really? What a day. For real? Because I was really thinking What do you think? I was going to make you build part of it and then I was going to keep yeah. it? Yeah. No, that's yours. Well, You'll I... have to send me a picture in three years when it's finished. No, I'll, you know, anytime I'm stressed, I'm going to start doing this. It, it honestly, it's very calming and it clears your brain real quick. Yeah, I was really, I was yeah. really having a good time. You won't believe the things you said. You don't even realize. I don't know what no. I said. It's. I also thought. noticed while I was talking, I was like, "Am I forming complete sentences?" Sometimes you weren't. Because sometimes I'll start talking and I don't know where I'm going. Oh, that, I, I, that happens I mean, a lot on podcasts. For me. Yeah, I'm not good. At, I'm not as good as <laughs> as people seem to think. By the end of it, oh, you built that watch, and then I've just been talking nonsense for 45 minutes. <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, well, I'm really, really happy to take this home, and thank you for letting me start it here. Thank you for doing this. This was fun. This is so fun. I'm a thank big Chase you. O'Donnell fan. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Um, follow me at Say It Ain't Sosis. Follow Building Friendship Series on Instagram, and we will be back with another one at some point. Share, like, subscribe, review. Yeah. Uh, what, what do we, what's it called? Smash, it. Smash that. Smash that button. Smash the subscribe button. Smash the subscribe button.